0: Welcome, everyone. We're excited to uh, have you back, and we're excited to um, share some new tools. Big things are happening in Cleveland. We're starting to open back up, so that's uh, been exciting. It appears so far this has not been as bad as originally uh, projected, which that's a huge win for, for everybody, and families and family, so super excited about that. Uh, it's bringing some new challenges that we'll get to in our practical tips today, um, but also on, the, on a bright side, I, got, I spoke to uh, Jeff Tanchuk this morning, and he says, hey, it's safe to plant the garden. The, the frost is over, and we can uh, plant the garden, plant the flowers. So with that, Kevin, would you kick us off for today's event? Thank
1: you, Norm. Today, we're going to focus on vision, and we're going to show you the four things that we're going to talk about right now. Because it comes from Leonardo da Vinci. And he had, he had a lot of vision. I mean, he saw things 50, 60, 70 years, 100 years, 200 years, 500 years ahead of time. He saw the airplane, parachutes, moving machines. And people would say, well, how can you do that? He said, separe vadere it's knowing how to see. Those are the terms, you see it on your screen, sapere videre." sapere is knowing how, "Videre" is vision, how do I see? And he also said this, he said, the eye is the window of the soul. And so today, I want you to remember that, that vision, it's a function of the heart, the soul, sight, is a function of the eye. So we're really going to dig down and jump into that. And here's the four areas that we're going to go through. Seeing a whole new world. Talking about your path and purpose. Visualizing the feeling, and we got to see it to be it. So let's start with number one, seeing a whole new world. I remember several years ago, I was doing training for about 150 of the top executives, for Duncan Brands. Duncan Brands sells more coffee every day than Starbucks. And the CEO there, we became close friends and had an incredible four-hour train experience with their board, with all of their C-level executives. And I remember boarding a flight to come home to my wife Sherry and our kids in Miami. And we looked around, you think you're in Miami, the sun always shines. It was cloudy, it was overcast. And my seatmate up in the front of the plane, just to my right, he looked out and we talked about the dreary day and what it looked like. And I said, gee, you know, I was hoping we'd get a little more sun as we fly out. And as the plane started to take off, he told me a story. His name was Sita Patel. He was from India, from Bombay, which we now know as Bombay. And he said he used to come home from school. His mother would meet him. We just had Mother's Day. Think of how mothers change our lives. His mother would meet him at the front door and said, Sita, how was your day? And he would often say, well, it wasn't a very good day. The sun didn't come out. And he said, this day was just like what I'm seeing here in Miami. And now the plane's starting to take off. And he said, my mother said, Son, The sun, S U N always comes out. You just need to look at things a little differently. And just as he was describing this, almost like we were in a movie, we got above the cloud level. And sure enough, there was the sun and he had to close the window shade because it was so bright. And we've heard before, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And right now, sometimes we got to Change the way we're looking at things. I've taken a media fast. I don't get on the internet in the morning to see what's going on in the world. We need to. You need to, as you're running this company, Norm, be up to date. But I've been asking other people, and it's put me in such a positive state. I get to choose what I want to focus on, I get to choose what I want to have grow and expand. So as we begin, just remember. To never let your mind talk your heart out of what it knows to be true. A lot of vision comes from the heart. Sight, I said it earlier, is a function of the eyes. Vision is a function of the heart. And, and Norm, I got to tell you, I've been receiving emails from your team. This is I mean, we have eight sessions that we're going to do together. Some of those emails make it, every one of them, worthwhile what we're doing in these moments. And I've called a couple of your people. I want to thank them for that. called Dave yesterday. I won't share Dave's uh, last name. But I told him that what he shared with me made our time together worthwhile. And so I get to see Phyllis this morning. There's Phyllis Zolo. And uh, she's blowing a little kiss because it comes, <laughs> it comes from the heart. My wife is right. They're Celeste, the Celestial One. And uh, when we come from that place of vision, our dreams become real. Dreams are free. So free your dreams. One of the great painters ever, Da Vinci, he would see his painting. And then he'd paint what he saw. And we had that opportunity in our life, don't we, Norm, to really do that? And uh, sometimes it's just faith. It's taking the first step. Martin Luther King said that. Faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the entire staircase. And a lot of times people say, well, I'll cross that bridge when I see it. I think you got to see that bridge before you ever, ever cross it. I gotta show you one other thing, more. I brought my medal. This is what I'm training for right now. We'll know in the next week or two if it's on. It's the Leadville Trail 100. It is the toughest, I'm telling you. Mountain bike race in the world starts at 10,200 feet and it climbs to 12,500 feet. You cover more elevation than base camp to the top of Mount Everest. And you're just, you're soaking in air. I've done it 10 times. My son-in-law has won this race twice. Lance Armstrong went out once and took second his first time. If you break nine hours, they give you, well, you earn. They don't give it to you. You earn <clears> a <throat> silver and gold belt buckle. If you break 12 hours, you get a little bit smaller one. When you do 10, you get a belt buckle so big you can signal incoming aircraft. <laughs> Now in that race, you can't see, you can't see every turn, every curve. I did that race once with Eric Weinmeier. I know Eric, he's an associate, top professional speaker. He's the first climber who is completely blind to scale Mount Everest. Imagine that, and he taught me, and I watched him in that race. He was on a 10, now he wasn't steering, But he was on the back stoking this tandem and boy, some of the elevation to climb that, he said he was able to do that and climb Mount Everest because he could believe it. Believing is seen. And believe, L-I-E-V means love. So when I believe it, I love it. And I see it before I ever get to it. So I would change that saying, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. I wanna see that bridge before i got to believe in it and see it before I ever cross it. How does that work in business, Norm? Because you're a visionary. You see things that a lot of people don't see. You have a team around you at Reliable that does that.
0: Well, finding what it is your desired purpose is going to be or what your outcome is going to be. For example, we're right now walking through various scenarios of how we're going to get through this as a viable company. Things are going to change. Cost receivable is changing as it speaks. Collections is harder. We're we're a a gritty company and we're rolling up our sleeves and working through contingency plans so we win. And just visualizing the win is is a part of it, but breaking it down into pieces. Thank you.
1: Um, You just talked about, that's our second point that we're going to talk about. Now we have these little guidebooks that you can print out that uh, we can send to you so that you have everything that we're talking about and you can fill in your notes there. You talked about purpose. And I said earlier that path is the way we travel. We're going to talk about your path and purpose. Vision is where you travel. But purpose is why you travel. And I don't care if you're Anita Wilson or Anita Gage or Alyssa Copeland or Andrew Williams on this call, Carrie Weber, Kathy Jones, Celeste or Chris or Christine. Sometimes we need a why and a big why. And you go into that bag, there may be more than one why. When you know what your why is, we hear that term a lot. And I would say, what are your why's? Because sometimes I can go in and that first why is not quite big enough. To do Leadville, I would put a picture of my youngest daughter, Sharwan. And I would remember the pain is soon forgotten, but the memory of finishing will live on forever. And so when we travel our purpose... We have a chance every day. The sun just came up right up live in about an hour and a half ago. And that tells me I've got a brand new beginning. That's one. That's part of my purpose every day. No matter how yesterday went, today's a brand new beginning. Two, I get to choose. We've talked about the mother of all virtues. We just celebrated Mother's Day as humility, being teachable, coachable, growing. Growth leads to happiness, as my mentor, John C. Maxwell, has taught me. The father of all virtues, that happens in June, Father's Day, it's forgiveness. We can choose to forgive when maybe we let ourselves down, somebody let us down yesterday. Let's start today as a brand new beginning. And then let's choose to use what's happened in the past as a guidepost and not a hitching post. So our third choice is we can walk forward or backwards. I found that those with vision, they are in the present. When you're talking to them, one of my mentors, Stephen C. Covey, when you were talking with him, you were the most important person in the world. You could be in a room of 1,000 people, and he was looking right at you, and you felt valued. He was present. He wouldn't go backwards. I remember talking to him about someone who was bad-mouthing him. He didn't even talk about it. He said, you know what, Kevin, that person's not happy with who? Well, themselves. Well, let's not go there. Let's just love him. I love him. You love him. And let's move forward. He wouldn't hitch up. And sometimes we want to write chapter 10 in our life. And we keep thinking, I've got my foot on the gas pedal. I want to go forward. I'm doing all the work. But we won't let go. We won't forgive. We hitch up to things in the past that didn't go so well and we just relive it and relive it and relive it. It's like having our foot on the brake while we're pushing on the gas pedal and all you're doing is spinning your wheels. So I would challenge you to take those moments that maybe didn't go so well and look at it and say, well, that's not like me, next time I'll do it right. Or let me forgive myself or others. And let me make a new choice to have a new beginning and to move forward, not backwards. And you see people with that vision. They see things that others don't see because they're not focused. Now they're writing chapter 11 or 10 because they're not rereading chapter 1. You can't, and I hope I'm in chapter 2 of my life. Now, some people say if that it's true. It's a really short book. But I got a lot ahead. And Stephen Covey also taught me about path and purpose that you live. I'm going to ask you to write this down. Live life in crescendo. We talked about that in humility a little bit. But crescendo means to grow. And it means your greatest work is ahead of you. That we're looking ahead. And it's focused on contribution, not achievement. Because when you focus on contribution, you'll achieve more than your wildest dreams. And that's why I love being with this community. That's why I love the emails that I'm getting because you're focusing with your clients, with your families on contribution. This is a time when you can tap into your purpose. It's a little bit quieter sometimes. I don't know about you, Norm, my life isn't any quieter right now. I'm busier than I've ever been in a really fun way. But there's also moments where you can listen and you each have a calling It's not a shouting. That's when you know that it's your purpose. And Norm, if I can, can we open up this a little bit? Because this has nothing to do with path or purpose or seeing a whole new world. We're going to get to visualize the feeling. When I watch a good movie, it's three-dimensional, and there's a feeling. So I want some of you to put your hand up. Give me the greatest line in a movie. If I agree it's the greatest line, I'm going to send you a coin, a Genshi coin. So, Tammy, quick, you can be quick if you've got one. Anybody out there, put your hand up. It's got to be clean. And then I'll tell you my favorite. Paul has his hand up. What's the greatest line in a movie, Paul? Lean forward so we can hear you.
2: I like it from Jaws. We're going to need a bigger boat that is a good
1: one you know they're out fishing for tuna and the big puppy comes by that's got to be one of the best ones we got to get a bigger boat phyllis has her hand up phyllis we gotta unmute you hold on phyllis there we go here we go after all tomorrow is another day nice (laughs) Woo, she tied it in with what we're talking about. After all, tomorrow is another day. So let's get one more and then just humor me. I'll share my favorite one with you. Anybody else want to share your favorite? Doug, Doug, we've got you unmuted, I believe. Please.
2: Have courage and be kind.
1: Say that one more time. Have Have courage
2: courage. and be kind.
1: What movie is that from? That's
2: one of my granddaughter's favorite. She loves it. Cinderella. Cinderella.
1: Mm. I haven't. I watched Cinderella, I think. Isn't that a story of a girl somewhere? I know. I know that movie. Have courage and be kind. Anybody here like Peter Sellers? Return of the Peter. You either love Peter Sellers or you don't. It's like Neil Diamond. Either Hate Neil Diamond or you love him? You kind of how not can you hate Neil Diamond? And well, some people, how could you hate Neil Diamond? All right, how <laughs> could you hate him? But we come to America. But let's go to Pete Diamond. Peter Sellers, and I don't do good impressions, but he's dressed up like a pirate with a rubber parrot, and he has to pump it up with his armpit. He's in disguise, and he's walking down the pier. And a dog, the size of a wolfhound, it's eye level comes up to him, and he says, in this horrible French accent, does your dog bite? Do you know this scene? And the gentleman, Phyllis knows it, and the gentleman says on the period, no, my dog does not bite. And so he reaches up, not down. It's that big of a dog to pet the dog, and the dog mauls him, destroys him, shatters the parrot. The air is coming out. He stands back up, blood coming off of his cheek, and he says, I thought you said your dog did not bite. And then the greatest line in all of cinema, and Phyllis wants to say it right now, that is not my dog. Now that still to this day, just brings me a little bit of joy. I gotta tell you, those three that we heard today they were dead on. So we're going to have to vote after Norm of who we send that coin to. Gracie, Norm, I'm going to let you guys help me decide. And will we'll just say we send them. The coin. What's that?
0: I've, let's just send three. All right, we'll send <laughs> three. We'll make it simple. And this Genshag
1: coin reminds you to never treat another person small, including yourself. You don't need a small vision. If you're going to have a vision, why don't you go big? Go big or go home, we hear When you have your vision, I was talking to someone yesterday, a coaching client who lives by Laguna Beach, California, not a bad place to live. And I had my coaching clients visualize a stream of abundance that flows to them and through them to others. And I often have clients put their worries in that stream and let it flow away and look upstream for opportunities. And she said, you know, I had a little stream, but when I see the ocean, I know all the streams go into the ocean. So I visualize this stream of abundance, the undance of the sea. After one wave comes another and another and another. That's what I'm talking about, a big vision. Because if you don't do it, somebody's going to do it. So why not you? Sometimes we'll get a big dream. and We say, oh, who am I to do that? Or we'll have these limiting beliefs. Maybe there was bad parenting that came in. Maybe there are peers that didn't support you. And you say, who am I? to do this. And I always say to myself, well, if I don't do it, somebody's going to. So why not me? Number three, we want to visualize the feeling. And I love, by the way, before we go that, Norm, I remember from one of our calls and some of the coaching and, you know, you're always looking to improve. You said, I want to 10 times myself this year. I want to 10 times what I can do personally, professionally. That's that big ocean kind of a vision that we're talking about. If somebody else has one more line later, we may come back to it, but I think we beat that horse (laughs) as good as we can. Number three is to visualize the feeling. See, when I'm working with an Olympic athlete and I have worked with gold medal winners, Uh, world champion athletes. There are a lot of athletes in the world. And so for you to get to the top of that podium or even be on that podium, you got to think different and you've got to visualize difference. Every great athlete, and I work on the mental side, not so much the physical side, they have physical coaches, nutritional coaches, but they just see things different. And they often before the most important experience, whether it's the Olympic trials or the Olympic games or the world championship, they will go into a state of relaxation and they will visualize what will it feel like. Remember we said that sight is a function of the eyes. It's not always that Heisman trophy, what's gonna look like when I'm posing, winning the Heisman trophy, it's what will it feel like. One of my closest friends Norm, you've met him, he was at our Genshai retreat. Sherry and I spoke to him, he's in a hospital right now because he had a bad bike crash, Peter Vidmar. Peter Vidmar won two gold medals in the 1984 games. He has not missed a workout in four years. He's consistent and persistent. Cranks out 200 push-ups every day before he showers. And he does his bar dips and his crunches. And he doesn't have a, you know, a six pack. He's got like a 24 pack. So we have a rule. You can't invite Peter to your house for a pool party because no matter what kind of shape you're in, your wife will say, what is your problem? Did you just see that walking by the pool? Well, when Peter answered an ad at the age of 12 in Orange County that said, looking, think of vision. His coach, Mako, and Norm, you've heard this first person. You sat next to Peter on a bus in Zion Park. He answered in an that. His parents said, looking for a future Olympic champion. And so they had that vision for him. And Peter said it was not, what will it look like when they put that gold medal? He was the first male gymnast to ever get a perfect 10. Pretty significant. And he visualized his teammate, Tim Daggett, his oldest son is Tim. Tim's been texting me, named after his best friend. Peter's one of my best friends. And they would practice at UCLA in Poly Pavilion as if they were the last two gymnasts on the Olympic team. They hadn't even made the Olympic team. And they had the audacity. To say, what if we were neck to neck with the People's Republic of China? It would never been even close to that. In gymnastics, and guess what? Fast forward several years, they make the team. They're the last two gymnasts to go up. Peter is the very last gymnast. And so they would go into their last routine after training for six hours. They can't do. People say, I'm going to give 200%. Really, can you work out 12 hours and not break down? But they might work out six hours and 15 minutes, six hours and 30 minutes. They knew that that last routine mattered. And sure enough, come the Olympic Games, everything that they had worked for happened. Is that a coincidence? They visualized it and it happened. And it was that feeling. What will it feel like and so I'm going to ask you when you have a vision what's it going to feel like I know what it's going to look like that's good too we'll talk about that as we finish here but what will it feel like that's such a stronger emotion you have five senses when we can bring those into a big goal that's vision what's it going to smell like what's it going to taste like you want to see it and feel it almost to where you can taste it hear it, touch it, and you can write it out. I like to write it out, just not type it up, because that bloodstream comes from my heart right out my fingertips. Norm, or anybody on this call, (coughs) any of your thoughts about what will it feel like? What can it feel like when we are going after something really big? Because you gotta have that big feeling. So that you can have it because if i can't see it i can't be it or do it or have it and sometimes we give up on that vision it's easy to let go when things get hard and you got to stick to that vision norm i can see your mind i can hear <laughs> i'm booting up in cleveland ohio please
0: so you what i thought about it, I was going through the five senses not only was it was it look like was it here like try to to actually feel when you've accomplished whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And one of the things that came to my mind is when we go through these difficult times, these are like golden opportunities to see family. How do you want to remember this? You can be more purposeful, pulling in the good energy into bringing everyone together and working through this difficult time. So right. those, those are some of my thoughts. Use the five senses. And also to utilize this uh, time we're having with our family. And utilize how do you want them to feel? What story do you want them to in the next? Great. And, and,
1: and really, that's what we're focused on. You have five senses for a reason. Use them. The more senses you get engaged in a purposeful, intentional way, the higher the likelihood that you will achieve. Peter is a great example of that achieve what you want, most no matter how impossible it might look or feel. Our last section today of those four elements is we got to see it to be it. So we do want to see it. I have vision boards here in my office. I have pictures of my family. I have a vision board of my book, Aspire, going all over the world. And they happen. If you don't have a vision board, it's a good time to create a vision board. I like to take um, an old picture frame, take the picture out, use the frame and put cork board in there. You can put a magnet on it, however you want to hold it and just clip out those things that you want. It's a great time to tap into that feeling and, and being able to see a whole new world as we talked about earlier. Let me tell you about a swimmer who on July 4th, 1952, was on Catalina Island, and she went into what they called the Catalina Channel to swim from there to Dana Point, approximately 30 miles away. And my book, Aspire, I wrote a lot of that in a writing studio in Dana Point Harbor, overlooking the harbor, and on a nice, clear day, you could look out and see Catalina Island, this beautiful island. If you've been there, it's just stunning. And she was going to be the first woman swimmer to ever navigate safely and go back to that line, hey, we got to get a bigger boat. There were sharks in that water. It was shark infested. So they had riflemen in boats. Her coach came, her mother came. If a shark came too close, they would shoot the shark or they would scare that shark away. She swam for over 12 hours. Now, that's some endurance. And this fog came in that comes in in June and July. We've lived in Southern California, down in that Newport Coast area, in the Dana Point area, and they call it June Gloom, which is still blows me away because it's such a beautiful place and the fog would come in, but it came in. And she could not see the shoreline. And she came up to the boat and she said, I can't see the shoreline, I think I'm gonna quit. And her coach said here, just get a little bit of energy, jump in, again and swim so she went back and she swam for another 30 minutes 12 and a half hours in but she couldn't see right she couldn't see where she wanted to go so she couldn't really be or do or have what she wanted and she quit and she crawled in the boat and Phyllis is like no after 12 and a half hours Florence Chadwick one of the greatest endurance athletes of her day she quit and as soon as she got in that boat and got a little bit to drink and got hydrated, guess what? The fog lifted and she looked a little further and there was the shoreline within 15 or 20 minutes. And she'd be to a reporter, if I just knew, if I could have seen the shore, I would have finished. And so sometimes right now it gets a little cloudy. You've got to keep that feeling in your heart and in your mind. She went back two months later, and she became the fastest swimmer. She crushed the men's record. She did it in under nine hours, and she kept a firm vision of where she wanted to go. And guess what? The fog came back in, but she knew where it was. She intuitively knew where she was and she finished. And sometimes we maybe give up a little prematurely. When you start this Leadville 100, Ken Clover, and I'm writing about him in a new book, the founder, he will stand up and he'll tell us at a pre-race meeting, 2,000 racers But say, I want you to say right now, I commit, I will not. Because it's easy at the beginning. We all like to start new things. It's a little bit tougher in the middle or at the end. And it's finishing that matters. I'll, I'll go with a finisher anytime. And it takes that vision, those senses, to finish what we see. Final thing, Saperi so Baderi, before we come back to Norm and these helpful tips, and, and Norm, just speak into that mic so they can hear you. I heard it cut just a second ago. Make sure you can hear me okay. But it's a combination of hindsight, what's behind us, and I, I mentioned today, use hindsight as a guidepost, not a hitching post. So you can look forward. It's also a combination of foresight, what's ahead. And it's always good to be looking ahead, what's ahead, goal set through, you achieve a goal, and then you go to something new. But the biggest thing is insight. And insight is what happens right now. Be present. When you're dealing with your customers, with your family, they are the most important person. Let them know. It's like Avatar. I see you. That's a great line from a movie. I see you. And I I just want to thank you for this privilege of having these eight sessions that we can put new tools in our toolkit to really make a difference for those that cross our paths. Norm, I know you always have helpful tips and ideas. And then I'll, I'll finish with a couple of things. I want to share one thing. Pam Keaty put in, life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Forrest Gump. And I know Pam, she's the one that gets those chocolates and kind of bites into them to see what's coming. Um, As you wish, Susie that is princess bride it's inconceivable you keep using that word i gotta find a new giant as you wish all i want is your time you had me at hello norm you had me at hello
0: <laughs> i got, got a good introduction from jeff dover but kevin thank you so much for sharing your life's work with uh, with all of us and uh, as to help us get through these unprecedented times and uh, we thank you for sharing. I had an interesting conversation this week with um, a police officer. A gentleman came from Pennsylvania to, to uh, buy my son's uh, vehicle. And we, and we just kind of hit it off and we started talking. And this gentleman, he, had a tr- he has a tremendous presence. He's a police officer in his deepest soul, and he's the real deal. And we started talking. I said, Hey, how are things over there? And he goes, Well, we're just starting to be open back up at people's emotional pressure is incredibly high. Mm. I said, well, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And he says, you know, businesses are opening and things aren't just as efficient as they normally are. And people's the emotional fuse is much, much shorter. And I said, well, ooh. he told me a couple of stories and they're, 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 they're extreme. I mean, they people are spitting on people from waiting in line. I'm like, well, what do you do in that situation? He goes, it's incredibly hard. He goes, I said, well, what, what? I, and I told him about what we're doing. He goes, he goes, kindness brings people down. And I said, well, walk me through that. So he started talking about, like, he goes, and I'm kind of stuck. He goes, I can't take these people to jail. They've closed the jail, and the real criminals, they know it. So it's, 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 it's creating additional emotional pressure. I said, well, what about if we treat people with love and respect and Genshai? And he didn't understand what Genshai was, so I told him. He goes, that is. I would, that's huge. That will deflate these situations. That will help bring out the best in people. So as we're, as we're sitting there in lines, and, we're gonna, and I think in Ohio for sure, we're going to see people, the pressure meter up, is, is up higher than we've seen it in the general public in my, my entire lifetime. Now, it's, it's, I don't want to point doom and gloom. It's not uh, that, but, but people are, they're feeling pressure. So any acts of kindness go incredible long way. If you see someone escalating up, a simple, what can I do to help you? I think that helps bring things down. Because we're, he we're, we explained like three or four different situations. I was like, wow, these are, these are different times. So a little love, respecting, and try brings people down and brings out the best of them even in these difficult situations. Uh, just encourage you to think that through. Also, I've talked to a couple of my teammates and said, hey, how are you coping through this? What's working for you? Um, Nick Slasek shared something that was, I thought was pretty profound. He goes, we've been working on home projects together, and it helps me. I love doing it. I love the result, and it takes my mind off of this, and it's something that him and his wife do together. I thought, wow, that's, that's, a, that's an awesome idea. Then I talked to Bronco this morning, and he's like, hey, listen, I just love to get outside and do my gardening. And that that getting outside just keeps resonating to help bring stress down, especially for us all, but I think even, especially for kids. Uh, One of the techniques that I use to try to keep people talking, because I'm a believer, if you let the emotions bottle up, it it gets recorded and it pops out in raw motion. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I do when I'm talking to people is say, hey, listen, how are you doing with this? And I always get a general response of, oh, pretty good. You know, we are getting through it. What do you miss the most? And that kind of peels the onion back a notch when they start expressing their heart and how they're coping with it. And we're, depending where the conversation goes, you can go a little bit further. But I, I found in our household, it's helping us be more uh, purging off the emotional pressure in a healthy manner versus allowing it to bottle up. Um, I think practical tip We've, we're doing we're doing it at, at reliable and we're also doing this at our home. Is we've come up with these car kits. This is a personal one. This little e bag, and in our in our bag we've got a little hand sanitizer, little gloves, little masks. Because I don't know about you guys, when I wow. these are the things that are easy to forget when you're heading out to the grocery store, or the drugstore. And you have it in your car, it, It's just we're safe. And then the last tip I heard this morning, which just kind of it just resonated. I think it's funny, but it's also true. You want to think through what you're doing trying to minimize your risk. So the news anchor today says, make sure you go pee pee before you get in the car so you're the one less stop you have to make.
1: Great, wow. <laughs> I'll make sure I do that before I get in the sure, Norm. <laughs> and that's also a great line from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, right? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, Steve Martin. Can I go to the bathroom while they're eating and his brother says yes and he does while they're eating all right we if there are a couple of questions Norm because we're going to finish um Josh Farr, not as a question but he sent one of his great movie lines I'll be back from the Terminator and that is a great line and we're all going to be back we're going to be back and we're going to be back to our real genuine authentic self we have like three minutes is there one, because we keep this to about 45 minutes, Norm, is there one or two questions that somebody would like to ask? If not, we'll wrap it, and we may do Bachman-Turner Overdrive, Taking Care of Business, one of the greatest songs ever created, but anybody have a question that you'd like to ask from today's training experience on vision? Anybody? Anybody? Paul had a little question. I saw Paul's mind boot up just a little, and he didn't raise his hand. But I'm gonna call on, on him. He was—he's right there, Paul. You—it's like at an auction. You kind of moved your head. I saw you flinch. What's a question you'd like answered, or, or a statement you'd like to share
2: today? Uh, what you're uh, what you're saying here is is uh, so much a part of life, I think, looking at uh, scanning the pictures here and the people who are with us, I think I'm the oldest. Um, so I've had more life experience. And um, uh, some of the things you're saying, I wished I'd have heard 30 years ago. Mm. I would have visualized maybe better my business uh, that I've now retired from. And it was very successful. I was very happy. But it, it, it might have been able to go further. Uh, if I'd have, have seen a different vision, um, I think I saw a vision of each day as opposed to uh, down the road a year or two or three. Um, I, I, again, I can't complain. It's been very good. Uh, we've My wife, daughter, and now granddaughter and I have all had a, a, a good run. Um, but I wish I'd have heard you uh, 30 years ago. Uh, it might have changed a lot of things.
1: Thank you, Paul. I, I accept and receive that with immense gratitude. Paul, you're just a puppy. You're barely starting chapter three. So you got lots left. You got your greatest work ahead of you. Celeste Spencer, you can have a name, that Heavenly, that starts first without having a comment. And Gracie's loving it. Because Gracie, we might go to you. You got a heavenly name too. <laughs> uh, Celeste, what's your thought or question? Thank you, Paul, for sharing that. And Paul, you had me at hello when you said that at the beginning. So thank you so much. Celeste. I don't um, have
0: anything to <laughs>
1: say. You don't I have to look at everything positive and I like being happy. You just like being happy, right? So should we finish with Don't Worry, Be Happy? Is that a better song? There you You go. (laughs) You want that song? We'll see if Alexa can do that. Maybe that's the song. Gracie, what is your question or comment? Because we finished within 45 minutes. we got two minutes. Bring us home, Gracie. What are you thinking? Any question that you've got?
0: I'm going to go home and create a vision board today. So I'm inspired.
1: Great. And and you can text Sherry, you can FaceTime, she can show you mine, but just create your own, just create your own. She's going to send it to you um, right now. All right, we're going to finish. Let's see if Alexa will do it. Alexa, play. Oh, we got to turn it back on. We turned it off because so wouldn't we not stuck. We weren't very nice to Alexa. <laughs> so you don't even have to have a vision. You can use your senses through Alexa. Before we go to Alexis getting punched in, Pam, Pam, you just rubbed your ear. That's like being in an auction and raising your hand. You want <laughs> to be careful. Sherry, unmute Pam. She's got a comment that Judy cannot wait to hear. Like, I didn't even see Judy. I was like, I love Judy. Pam, what's your comment or question? Just uh,
0: I really I really just had an itch, that's all. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, this is wonderful. I'm really inspired learning a lot. Um, It's a beautiful day here. So everything is positive and just kind of moving everything in a positive direction. So thanks. Nice. So she just said it's a beautiful day. She
1: gets to choose if you have a bad day. Guess what the sun's going to come up tomorrow and you get to choose if you're going to walk forward or backwards. You get to choose how you act, what you do. Alexa. (laughs) Play don't worry. Be happy. Here Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin on Amazon Music. Uh, it worked! Better than that, Cinderella has nothing on these lyrics. Listen to this. Come on, Gracie. <laughs> Oh my goodness! We just gotta hear these words. This is how we're gonna send this off. Come on, Jim! Come on, Delicia! Key.
2: This is a little song I wrote. I don't. <laughs> don't, 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 now we're just
1: talking. <laughs> <laughs> Happy. We are going to blow up Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Keith. Keith yeah. on his private uh, jungle, jungle. jet. He is bringing it home. <laughs> Josh, I will be blocked. And <laughs> I'll be blocked. Woo hoo. Warm, take it away. Oh.
0: It's a pleasure
1: to be with you. We're going to start next Wednesday with Bachman Turner Overdrive taking care of business, and next week we're going to talk about being a pathfinder and four elements of what that means. I can't wait. Norm, thanks for the privilege of being with you today. Everybody, don't worry, just be happy. Take care.